You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. to review everything that I wanted to review this uh, this uh, scary season, but you know what? We are finishing at 31 Halloween reviews. By the time you listen to this, all the reviews for the Scream series uh, will be live, so you know what? I'm going to take a little moment to give myself a little props, do a little victory lap. Hell yeah! You guys got 31 uh Halloween reviews for the uh, for the season. I'm very proud of myself. Uh, this will not be happening uh, around the Christmas season because <laughs> God damn it, this was hard. But you know what? Hell yeah. Very proud of myself. Very happy you guys will have plenty of Halloween content to go ahead and listen to. Um, I already started to lay out stuff for next year because <laughs> a lot of stuff that I didn't get to this year is going to fall for next, uh, for next real scary series. But... Uh, the final review for the series uh, for this year is going to be Scream 6, which is, uh, but this film is directed by Matthew uh, Bedinelli Olpin. That's a classy ass name. Oh my God. And uh, Tyler uh, Gillette. Um, you know uh, Matthew or Matt uh, Bedinelli Olpin. You know him from directing the last Scream, uh, Scream 5. He also directed Ready or Not, which I haven't seen Ready or Not yet, and all my horror f- fa- uh, friends are just told me, dude, you have to watch that. So I will get to it. That'll be next year. I will review Ready or Not for next year. But um, but he directed Ready or Not, and he's directed the uh, VHS uh, series. He directed. Uh, he wrote the original VH, uh, VHS in 2012, uh, was an executive producer on VHS 94 in 2021 and has produced uh, VHS 99 and VHS 85. Um, and then Tyler uh, Gillette, you know from uh, directing uh, the aforementioned Ready or Not and also an executive producer on the VHS films and then directed the last Scream film. So, yeah, let's just jump in here. So this movie picks up... Um, basically right after the events this is kind of the quantum of solace of the scream franchise and i mean that in the sense of that it picks up pretty much immediately after scream 5 it is much better in quality do not worry but this might be so i think about it i i, I mentioned i think in uh, for my scream 2 review that uh the opening of that one might be my favorite opening um, I think it probably goes maybe two five one. I might have to rethink that after this one because this opening in particular really goes against multiple things that we know about the Scream franchise. It takes a long time for us to actually even go ahead and get to the title screen, which is something I really appreciate. I actually appreciate the fact that this movie uh, builds up the tension in the opening. Not saying that the others don't, but 
just because you know it's coming and it does a very good job of kind of giving you the breadcrumbs and kind of making you think oh here comes the title screen oh shit no not the title screen like it it does a very good job of playing with your expectations and that's something i really dig about this movie also these might be the most brutal deaths overall in the series which is really crazy when you think about it getting to your sixth film but there's a coldness to the kills in this one that i found rather inspired to be honest so the uh, the film opens up with uh, Samara weaving. Um, it's so funny. I I I kept thinking it was Margot Robbie. Like obviously people have made the Margot Robbie joke. It's insane how much they look they look alike. But uh, Samara weaving, she plays Laura Crane, and she's on a blind date, and the date is running late. We of course know that the date who's running late is the aforementioned Ghostface. And so what I really like about this opener in particular is that he just he prods at her uh ghostface is just prod at her just a little bit like oh hey i'm running late i went down this this uh this street but i don't see you and like oh can you come out and meet me like he does a really good job of just of just fucking with her and the way he, the way that they just go ahead and erode um her you know the walls that she has up into getting into getting killed it's fucking brutal and through their interaction on the phone we find out that lauren is a college professor uh ironically enough who teaches film and this ghost face i, I really like that ghost faces has become more of an asshole <laughs> as the franchise has gone on uh kind of almost being like the the anti peter parker where you, where ghost is having these very quippy lines before he kills uh before they kill someone which honestly if i was ghostface that's exactly how i'd be i you know i'd be i'd say something stupid like uh i fuck i don't know uh yeah i can't think of anything it's been a long day <laughs> but oh see god maybe i'd be a bad ghostface shit <laughs> but the last thing that lauren hears ghostface say is you're a college professor who teaches film, and you still went down this hallway alone. And you and you go, A, not wrong, but B, what a dickhead thing to say <laughs> right before, right before you kill someone. And then, uh, you know, they even make, uh, they even make the remark, now I see something red, and you just go, God damn. There's this shot at the six twelve mark, of blood splattering onto Ghostface mask, which is such an iconic shot. And one of my favorite shots in the series, period, that I went, wow, that is fucking horrifying, but also, God, it's so badass. And the actual, uh, the actual visual of the blood on her yellow dress is just fucking, it's, it's fucking cool. It's really fucking cool. So at this point, we're like... Uh, we're over 10 minutes in and we actually don't even get the title screen to about 13 minutes in, which is something I went, Oh, that's, that's nice. That, that's a nice, that's a nice change up, uh, this, this late in the, in the franchise. And I, I really appreciated that. It was something that totally caught me off guard, but I went, Oh yeah, gold star. All right. I appreciate this. But we are reunited with our survivors from uh, from Scream 5, which includes uh, Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter. Uh, Jenna Ortega, of course, is, is her sister, Tara Carpenter. Uh, Gail Weathers, once again played by Courtney Cox. 
and then Mason Gooding, uh, of course, uh, returning as uh, Chad. And then Hayden Pantier, hey Hayden, uh, once again returning as uh, Kirby Reed. So what I really, really dug about this, uh, or actually before I get into that, let me address, oh, and pardon me, um, freaking forgetting about uh, Jasmine Savory Bra- uh, Savoy Brown, who's played by Mindy, Me- uh, who plays Mindy Meeks Martin. So, okay, let's get this out of the way. There is no Nev Campbell. There is no. There is no Sydney in this movie. And yeah, come on, y'all. Really, you couldn't uh, Paramount. You couldn't pay fucking with all that money you made from that plane movie that's overrated as hell. You couldn't find a reason to go ahead and bring back Nev Campbell, the Scream Queen. Like, like I know a lot of people go Jamie Lee Curtis, and I get it, but. Nev Campbell is Scream. Sidney Prescott is this franchise. And and one of the things that Scream 5 did so fucking well is having the is having the new characters blend in with the legacy characters. It it worked so fucking well. And now it does feel like you can actually have a trajectory now where, you know, these films can move away from Sidney. I totally get that. But you can have Sydney as a cameo, even if it's a phone call, even even, even if she skypes with uh, Sam and Tara. S- Nev Campbell deserves that at this point. And the fact that they went to undercut her pay is fucking ridiculous. And it's the reason why we had a fucking strike still going on. So I, I'm happy that Nev Campbell knows her worth. I'm happy that she didn't take what I'm sure was a lowball deal like a motherfucker. And hopefully she can come back and scream seven because she deserves it and she's fucking amazing. Um, they don't really address it actually. I, I think Gail has like a one-off line about Sydney just off doing shit, but that's really it. It's not addressed, which I was admittedly a little peeved by because it just kind of feels like they went, okay, you know, don't don't look at the don't look behind this curtain. So I I was agitated about that. I I, I won't lie, but. There is no Sydney in this, and I, you know, obviously I just love seeing Nev Campbell, but this is her franchise, and so it feels a little weird for her to not be around, and yet, uh, credit where it's due um, to uh, James Vanderbilt and Guy uh, Guy Busick, uh, the writers, they found a way to make this work without her. So, uh, James Vander Vanderbilt, I, I will, uh, he's got, a, some of these people have the most fascinating uh, the, the most fascinating uh, filmographies as far as how some of them hit and some of them don't. So James Vanderbilt, uh, he was a screenwriter on The Rundown, which of course is the movie that launched Dwayne Johnson as superstardom. Uh, Zodiac, which is a fucking amazing movie. The Losers, which is, I think, an underrated flick. Uh, it's not great, but it's it's fun. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, <laughs> um, White House Down, yes, I love White House Down, uh, Truth, uh, the, uh, that's the, uh, Robert Redford movie, if memory, uh, if memory serves, uh, and, uh, Kate Blanchett, uh, I believe, yeah, it is that one, um, good flick, really good flick, actually, um, produced, uh, or, oh, he, oh, he wrote Independence Day Resurgence, oh, fuck me, uh, but he was a producer on The House with a Clock in its Walls, Really great flick. Um, especially if you have kids, check out The House with a Clock in Its Walls. That's a fun fucking movie. But then he wrote Murder Mystery, the Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston movie. <laughs> uh, 
he was a producer on Ambulance, which was a great fucking movie. And then he wrote Murder Mystery 2, which, ugh. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they can't, they can't all be winners. And then, and then the other writer, uh, I think that was Guy, yeah, Guy Busick. Uh, he went ahead and wrote Ready or Not, Scream 5, and then Scream 6. So he's off to a great fucking start. Uh, yeah, keep that up. Stay away from murder mystery shit. Um, at least that murder mystery shit. But uh, credit to them for figuring out a way to still make this an enjoyable fucking flick without having Sydney involved. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the kills in this are feel upgraded. They feel very cold. They feel very callous. And then... Also, in the same way that I kind of bitch about this with Marvel, it's really nice to just not be in Woodsboro. It's nice for them to actually expand out. So they do what a lot of franchises go. They go to New York. And admittedly, when I heard they were going to New York, I, I definitely kind of got Smurfs feelings where I just went, oh, God, are you going to New York because you just can't think of anywhere else to fucking go? And no. There's actually the the, the almost uh, sardine can nature in which New York exists as far as how some of the houses and some of the properties are laid out actually enhances the trauma and the tension uh, for a lot of these ghost face killings and a lot of these ghost face scenes, which is something I really wasn't expecting. But again, credit to the writers and the directors for being able to find a way to make this feel uh, claustrophobic. Uh, in a way, as far as how the tension uh, goes ahead and plays out. Um, it very much feels like, not, and I'm not saying it just because it's set in New York, it definitely feels like this was inspired um, as far as New York kind of being a character based on the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. I think they do a really great job of making New York feel like its own character, especially as you're moving throughout uh, different uh, locales in New York. So one thing that this movie does do that I really appreciate that it does is that we have we have Sam, um, Melissa Barrera's uh, character. We we of course know that her dad is Billy uh, Billy Loomis, who was the uh, one of the original uh, Ghost Faces. And what I really appreciate about that is that she's going to counseling. Um, her and Tara, as Jenna Ortega, they talk about at the end of Scream 5 how they both need counseling and how um, when they're talking to Sydney, you know, she they ask her, are we going to be okay? And, you know, she goes eventually. And I really appreciate the aspect on mental health that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know some people go, it's insane that a serial killer would, you know, stalk you and all this stuff. But it's it's a good message to the fact that they're not just moving on from this. Like there is actual PTSD and there is actual trauma that these characters are trying to work through. And and I really I really like that, especially in a movie that or in a franchise that at points has said some things that um, haven't aged well. I really look looking at you, Scream Three. I I really do appreciate the fact that. Um, that's a continuing thread from Scream 5, and that that just wasn't dropped entirely. So that is one thing I will say, <laughs> that while, you know, while I rarely am like, oh, they deserve to die, uh, Henry uh, Zerny, I believe is how you say it, uh, who plays Dr. Christopher Stone, he is Sam's counselor in this movie, and 
the movie does a little a, a good job of making you go, okay, Sam, you know, Sam is one of our heroines. She should be okay. Like she shouldn't succumb to the dark side. But between Scream Five and Scream Six here, they do just enough to keep that in the back of your mind. To to just keep that you are aware that she could potentially snap at any moment. And if she ends up becoming a, a ghost face, you know, for Scream, Scream 8, let's just say, it wouldn't be, you know, it's the family business. It wouldn't, it wouldn't go ahead and be a huge surprise, would it? And that's the perspective that uh, Dr. Stone is coming at, at, coming at this from. So... I do want to get into a couple other things real quick here, because uh, I could honestly probably talk about this for an hour. But the uh, the scene that's teased in the trailers for this movie, where the core four, I love that. I love the fact they kept that nickname. But the core four is on a subway, and the lights keep going out. That scene is so tension filled. It's fucking perfect the way that scene plays out i went this is how you do horror this is how you ramp the tension up just a little bit and i was again i i'm watching these movies for the first time um during this watch uh this uh watch through and i was just laughing i was laughing because i was so nervous and i was really emotionally invested in each character and really not wanting anyone to die even though you of course it's a fucking scream movie so you know death is <laughs> death is guaranteed so there is a girl in here quinn who's played by uh, liana uh, liberato sub girl um the moment i saw her i went oh oh i shouldn't like you like it's <laughs> you if, for those of you who watch brooklyn 99 you remember how rosa always talks about how if she's attracted to someone that there's probably something wrong with him. The moment I saw Quinn, I was like, oh God, yeah, there's something wrong with you. You can probably guess what's, what's wrong with her. But um, the way to go ahead and tie in what's going on with Quinn, I really appreciated that. And the whole ghost face reveal in general, I thought was horribly well done. This actually ties back to what was apparently going to be a thing in Scream 3, where there's going to be almost like a council of, uh, of Ghostface, but because of Columbine, they went ahead and, of course, you know, made a bunch of, uh, made a bunch of pivots and changes, but the whole concept that there is a group of people inspired by Ghostface isn't a stretch at all. When you think about how we romanticize and unfortunately give credence to these serial killers, you know, hell, Jeffrey Dahmer, just had a very successful, you know, miniseries about him that Ryan Murphy uh, show ran and, you know, got award, uh, got award nominations. I mean, unfortunately, it's a thing that's really baked into our culture and the way that this movie plays with that and offers um, criticism and critique on that. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I think they've kind of got in they were kind of getting in that direction when it comes to stuff like scream you know like the really this past trilogy uh, really since scream 4 that's really been an ongoing conversation and an ongoing criticism that these films have brought up that i think have they've done a good job of talking about how you know in this age of tiktok and and, and facebook and 
you know, Twitter. I'm not calling it X, Elon, you asshole. But in, you know, in this era of, you know, 15 second clips and everything that we live in, that everyone, so many people are searching for that notoriety. So many people are searching for that 15 minutes of fame, no matter how they can get it. And so the film, these films being so aware of that is something that really makes me continue to like this franchise and continues to find a way to uh, really evolve with the times, which is something that you cannot say for more, for a lot of horror franchises. Um, so going to go through a couple more things here. Uh, I, I, I mentioned uh, Mindy, uh, who's played by, uh, again, by Jasmine uh, Savoy Brown. Love her. She she has this incredibly meta line where they're talking about Ghostface, and she goes, you know, I think of it as being struck by lightning. The chances of it happening again are very low. And I'll just sit there going, oh, no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't think like that, dear. That's, that's not, no, don't think about it like that. Um, also, there is a straight up scene with this one guy talking to Tara, and... You know, Tara's wanting to get a little drunk, and obviously Jenner Ortega is a very gorgeous human being, but the way, and maybe it's because I've been to enough parties to know this person, uh, but the guy who goes, oh, you want to get more drunk, or drunker, whatever, it's it's late, shut up, uh, but hey, you want to get, you want to have another drink, I have a bottle of insert booze here in my room, and I appreciate the fact that that uh, that Sam is like, don't don't go with him. Actually, no, it's Chad. Pardon me. It's Mason Gooden's Chad who goes, uh, yeah, she's not going anywhere with you, with you. And instead of being cool about it and being like, okay, I'll go get the booze and we can drink down here, he goes right in the bro mode. Like that switch just flips. And I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. Which again. Some commentary that's actually really good to see in a fucking horror film. And I appreciate that Chad knew that Tara was not going to end up in a good situation and went ahead and stepped up. I, I really appreciate that that scene uh, is in here. We we need to see more situations like that where it's called out. Uh, getting, getting to a couple more things before I, I wrap up here. There is a death involving a ladder that I think might be my favorite death in the whole franchise it's very similar to drew barrymore's death to open up uh the original scream where the film does such a great job of making you think okay maybe this character is going to get away maybe maybe they got this and the brutality of which the kill occurs i just went god damn it like i was so mad and but I was excited because I was so mad. You you know what I mean? Because it it, it, meant, it meant that I was truly invested, and I just I, I dug it so much. Um, they they uh, they tease it in the trailer, or in one of the trailers where Ghostface has a shotgun, and that convenience store scene in particular, uh, Ghostface shoots someone point blank range in the face. Which again, I appreciate the fact that a guy goes, oh, there's a fucking killer. In my convenience store, goes right to the shotgun. There's no, come out with your hands up. He's like, no, fuck you and fuck that. I'm going to try to shoot you right now. I, I love that. I appreciate that so much that you're not treating people who inhabit this area as morons. Plus, if there is a place where they would shoot first and ask questions later, um, uh, not that's not Minnesota. Uh, it would be it would be New York. And the... 
the girls trying to get away from Ghostface while not stepping on anything in the store that's going to go ahead and cause noise and give away their position. It's like a mini stealth mission inside of a Scream film. And it's just, it works so fucking well. Um, I mentioned her in the last review uh, for Scream 5, but I it, it, it bears repeating. I love Hayden Pantier. Um, not again, not just because she's gorgeous, but she has a level of charisma that she brings to her character Kirby. I was so excited to see her back, and I really hope that she continues to be a thing moving forward in these movies. I just, I just, I'm, I get excited when, whenever she shows up again. Uh, I haven't even mentioned uh, Dermont uh, uh, Mo uh, uh, Mulroney, uh yet. Um, I'm just such a fan of his. Uh, in general, uh, from Zodiac, because he's fucking awesome in Zodiac. But you, uh, you also know him from Agent Game, uh, The Blazing World. Uh, I still see you, uh, Sergeant Will Gardner. Like he, he's been a god. He's been a ton of shit. Oh my god, The Gray. Oh my god, I need to rewatch The Gray. The Gray. The Gray is fucking awesome. If you've not seen The Gray, you need to watch The Gray. But he's in here as a, as a Detective Bailey and. Again, the way he factors into things, the way that the whole ghost face reveal is done here, outside of two and f uh, I really do love the reveal in five. I, you know, really all the ghost face reveals for me are great outside of outside of three. Three just sucks and it angers me. Um, you can you can argue obviously about which one is your favorite, but I love this ghost face reveal. And and I know some people went, uh, it's far fetched. I don't see what's far fetched about it, and I, I don't honestly know why people uh complain about it. I I had so much fun with this movie. Um I had fun rewatch I had fun watching these for the first time. I I get why horror fans are so obsessed with these movies and between stuff like this and Ready or Not and The Invisible Man and um, Talk to Me and The Blackening and, and and things like that, I'm I'm just I'm happy for my listeners who tend to lean more uh, towards horror. I'm just happy for y'all because I, I I love to see fandoms eat well. I, I love to see fandoms feel represented and, and and get to see their shit their way and. The Scream movies have just been a joy, honestly, to uh, to watch and to review and to be uh, inspired by and and scream at and I I've, I've loved reviewing these. I, I'm really happy that I was able to go through and uh, review all these with y'all and go on this journey with y'all because because it, it has been a journey but it's been fun. Uh, I don't own the last three movies i own the original trilogy i am gonna have to change that i'm just gonna have to buy all six at this uh, the other three at this point that'll probably be a black friday uh purchase so just buy the the the, the most recent three but as far as a grade huh because i gave scream five an a because i really do adore scream five i don't know if i like this more than five i don't think i do even though I like things more about it. So I'm going to go an A on this one. But goddamn, like, like if you were to tell me this is like your second favorite, I will just say, if you say anything, if you say any of the Scream movies are your favorite more than two, 
I will definitely be like, okay, let's talk about this. Because I think 2 is a perfect... I've talked about Scream 2. I think Scream 2 is about as perfect as you can get for what one of these movies is. But I love this movie. So if you were to tell me Scream 6 is your favorite, I wouldn't be mad at you. I'd go, okay, let's talk about this. Because I kind of want to debate. But fun debate. But I just... I have so much fun with this movie. And... Yeah, these are going to be staples moving forward through uh, whenever Halloween comes up. I'm going to definitely be rewatching these. I'll probably throw these on just, you know, when I get bored. <laughs> I I have that much fun with these. But yeah, Scream 6, solid A. But uh, everyone, I'm going to ask y'all, what is your favorite Scream movie? Um, how would you rank the Scream movies? Uh, let me know in the comments. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what, uh, what people will say. But uh, yeah, you can follow me on Blue Sky at uh, realpineapple.bsky.social. Uh, you got a question for the show? I have a review request? Uh, shoot me an email. Let me know. Uh, let me know. You can uh, shoot me an email at jhunter at therealpineapple.com. That's R-E-E-L pineapple. Uh, you can follow me on TikTok at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, to name a few at The Real Pineapple. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on, uh, just search The Real Pineapple. You'll go ahead and find us on there. And you're gonna find, uh, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. Uh, I think I'm going to finally hop on Twitch this, uh, this week. Uh, I would... I would be streaming tonight. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be Halloween. But uh, I, I won't lie. I'm a little paranoid about my neighbors knocking on the door and ringing the doorbell. So I'm going to be uh, making sure the cats are okay. <laughs> so, uh, But I will be hopping on here probably this weekend. I will keep you all updated on that. But everyone, thank you so much for going through this uh, 31 days of uh, Halloween reviews with me. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Real Scary Series for this year. Stay safe out there. Happy Halloween. Uh, stay safe. Be safe. Get your COVID shot. Uh, get your booster. Uh, get your flu shot if you haven't yet. Um, have fun tomorrow or today by the time you listen to this. But have fun today. Be safe. Again, um, get all the candy. And don't forget, as always, to keep it real. Ooh.